5.30. We've got an exciting guest today. We've got a Brad Underwood, University of Illinois basketball coach, coming off a wonderful season. The Illini, you know, get a one seed in the NCAA tournament. Um, and, uh, you know, Coach, you got to be pretty excited about, you know, where you've brought this program in four years from where you started. And how do you feel about where you're at right now with this program? Oh, I'm elated. I, I think this is, uh, we, we've got it back to where it should be, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, that's been the goal uh, since day one. I've uh, got a great staff. We, we've worked very, very hard at, at putting a, a culture in place, a roster in place that everybody could be proud of and we knew could uh, compete for championships. And when you've got such a rich history and tradition like Illinois has, uh, I don't want to say it's easy, it's easier. Um, and, and yet it, it was the goal that was always out there to start achieving what those great teams did and, and keeping that in mind, um, you know, from day one, that's what we we've strived to do. And, and, and obviously getting to be a one seed, it didn't end the way we wanted it to, but, uh, uh, the big 10 championship, 16 games, uh, we've won the most games in the big 10 in the last two years. Uh, I'm really proud of that because it's it's been the best league in the country the last two years. So uh, that speaks volumes and and, and really uh, really excited for our guys in our program. You you mentioned the, the the end of the season maybe not going the way you wanted. You know you lose to Loyola in the second round, but you know it doesn't overshadow what was a great season. But I know and I know you you're 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 competitive. I'm a coach. I'm competitive as can be. How hard was that? I mean, how long did it take you? You're probably still not over it, but how long did it take you to like kind of just get over that? That yeah, day? I'm not. I'm not. I haven't watched the game yet. Um, I didn't watch any basketball until the championship game, and and I know Fuey Scott Drew is a great friend, and and we grew up in the business together, and and uh, and obviously having played Baylor. Um, you know, I, I said at that time, I thought they were the, the best defensive team, the most connected of any team I've seen in a long time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's hard to wrap my arms around. I haven't wrapped my arms around it yet. You know, we played so well and was such an unbelievable edge. Um, and, uh, you know, I had a, had, a, had a guy from the league office tell me today they thought it was the most competitive Big Ten tournament ever. They, he called it the, the best championship game he's ever seen. Uh, and yet we just we just emotionally just kind of didn't get it right and and head into the tournament. And and we to be honest, we didn't play very well in the first 10 minutes against Drexel. Uh, it took us a little while to get going. And, and we just, um, not to take anything away from Loyola, they were great. Uh, but but emotionally, we just didn't have enough juice, and I and I I'm I'm still trying to figure that piece out. Yeah, that's uh, you know when you come in these things, it's there's such a fine line that it can be just that one little thing. Uh, you know, we've seen it over and over. I, I would say you know one thing I looked at the one thing that made me feel a little bit better was after I watched Baylor play in the last two games. I don't think it mattered who was on the other sideline the way those guys were playing those last two games. So, so maybe it would have been tough to, to win it all, it, it, you know, going down the stretch. I mean, they were that you watched that championship game. They were just fantastic. Just well, they hard. were old. That was an old team, Brad. That was a veteran team, uh, a team that had great connectivity defensively. Uh, they had three pit bulls uh, on the perimeter uh, and they were, they were just, they were just connected. And then, 
when you throw in, they have a uniqueness about them that, that, that a lot of people don't talk about. All three of those guards and really four Flagler, I mean, we know Flagler is the one that hurt us. All four of those guards have a unique ability to shoot behind a ball screen. And, and uh, very few teams have that. Those guys are pros. Those are NBA teams that have those guys. And uh, they had a they had not one, but four of them. And uh, boy, they capitalized on every switch, every mistake that Gonzaga made, and it's what made him elite offensively. You, you probably played, I mean, you know, when we went into the tournament, we thought the Big Ten was, you know, probably one of the best conferences. And I think it was the, the elite, one of the best conferences of all time. But they didn't have the tournament success, maybe that we we expected. Do you think that was a because it was the grind of just beating the crap out of each other for you know for for two months? Did it just wear everybody down a little bit heading into the tourney? Yes, wholeheartedly. I I don't I don't doubt that for one second. It, and it's you had thirteen of the fourteen teams in the top sixty three of the net and. Uh, you know, it, there's no doubt, and, uh, and not to diminish other leagues. Other leagues are, are very, very good and very competitive, and and yet, um, you know, I, I don't. Uh, there, there's going to be a lot of studies done. I think you know, you start looking at the success the Pac-12 had. Brad, they didn't do anything in the spring, nothing in the summer, and most of them didn't get started until October because of COVID restrictions within their counties or their state. Uh, you look at Baylor and and. Uh, Gonzaga, both of them had long, long layoffs with COVID. Um, and they were, you know, some people are saying that they were fresh because of the layover or the layoff, excuse me. Um, you know, we had been going since June. We had done everything right and did not have uh, a positive test since uh, since August. And and does that take a toll? Absolutely. And 7.30 every morning, Brad, was the most stressful time of the of of the day for me because of, of the COVID test. And so um, I don't have the answer for that, but I know our league is a monster. It's terrific. It's got great coaches. It had great players. Uh, the analytics prove that. And uh, there's no doubt. I think it, it, it took a, it, it took a toll on, on everybody. Of course, you know, it's uh, it, we, we know it was a great conference. Illinois wins 16 games, in the big 10, most they've ever won. They win, you know, the Big Ten tournament. So 19 conference wins, that's the most anybody's ever won in you know, against conference teams in one season. So fantastic season in the Big Ten. Uh, of course, you you were led by, you know, Io DeSumo. He was the, you know, uh, you know, runner-up for, basically runner-up for Big Ten Player of the Year, but won the Koozie Award, all, first team All-American. Io's fantastic, right? And what's his, you know, he came into this went back when you started too. I mean, like he came in the year after and, and just kind of came with you. What's his legacy? Because I look back at IO and I think we haven't had a guy who really, I mean, you might go to Levi Cobb, honestly, to a guy that, you know, came into a program when nobody else was coming or, but, you know, from a popularity standpoint, he's like D Brown, you know I mean? He's just that, just amazing. So what, what's your legacy? What's your memory of IO playing yeah. in Illinois? Winner, tough. Um, you, you know, I, I think that it's, it's, it's unique. I mean, he became, you know, it wasn't Io DeSumo. Everybody know who you were talking about when you said Io. You know, he's a one-name guy. He built himself into uh, to that, um, you know, class. Um, and yet, um, uh, so willing to be coached, not afraid to, 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 to deal with adversity, not, a, not, a, not afraid to deal with conflict. 
um, you know, and, and would have been very easy after his freshman year when he was 30 pounds lighter. You know, he had conversations about going to the NBA, realized, you know, how smart he was, realized it wasn't the right time, um, kept working. You know, year two, he, he takes all the criticism and all the, the, the information he gathers from NBA teams. You don't shoot it like this well. You don't do this. You don't do that. And just that drives him. Some, most people today, that buries him and um, comes back, and he just, he just grinds to, uh, uh, through work, um, you know, and, and literally such a goal-driven young guy that uh, wanted to be the Koozie Award winner, wanted to be a first-team All-American, and literally didn't let anything stand in his way. But all along that way, Brad, I coached him hard. And he wanted to be coached hard and he wanted to be pushed. And, and, you know, I think that that speaks volumes for a guy that dealt with losing, uh, dealt with, dealt with a ton of adversity as a freshman, you know, at the end of the day, his freshman year was pretty up and down, you know, he was just on a bad team and, and had to withstand a lot of things, but as a sophomore became really good, became uh, the most clutch guy in basketball. And then just elevated that. And every year, his 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 improvement. And I, I don't have enough superlatives to talk about Io in the way that I, I truly want to express it. But you know, character, toughness, man. I mean, smart, all those things. Um, he deserves his place in the rafters here. There's no doubt. So as you, I, I'll let you wrap up with one thing. I, if you have a What's your if you had a highlight of the season? Do you do you come back and say this is the moment or highlight that that is the season for me? Just caps encapsulated. I'm gonna tell you mine in a minute, and I have a question about it. But go ahead. Yeah, the thing that I'm gonna be the the thing I'm gonna take from this season is is the Michigan game, and it's not gonna be a picture. It's gonna be a wall in our new building, and it, it's Trip Frazier shooting the free throw and seeing four guys with their arms around each other. Because to me, all the individual awards don't matter. They don't happen without the team. And they don't happen without the guy to your right and your left. And Brad, that's what we've been building for. And that's what we've been striving for. Um, the other thing that, was, that will always stand out with me was the first play of the Big Ten tournament. And we had fans. And, and Jacob gets fouled. And it was an and one and the place just erupts. And just to see our guys' heads turn and go like, holy cow, there's people. And we and we love it. And to see their adrenaline and, and, and get excited because of that. Um, those two things stick out. I, you know, I, I haven't gone back enough to dive in yet. I always do it in the summer. But but those two things really, really stand out to me. There's there's so many moments here. The moment for me was at Michigan when Andre Curbelo comes up and jumps in your arms, basically. I mean, that, good one. that was that was amazing to me. I thought it was really cool because you caught him too, which was good. But then I was thinking in my head, what if Kofi did that? What would you do? <laughs> we wouldn't be sitting here talking. <laughs> uh, artificial knee or no artificial <laughs> knee, there was no holding 300 pounds. You, maybe a bionic knee you'd need? I don't know. <laughs> it, it's, it's what this thing's all about. It's why we do it. It's just the spontaneous gratification and emotion. And 
you know, we push these guys so hard. We, we demand more from them. We, we, we push them to their limits to be the best they can be. And when all of that comes out, you see that love and you see that. And, 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 and it's just the raw emotion and it's not scripted. And uh, to me, that's what, that's why I do this. This is, this is what you, you, you want to have that, that relationship and that feedback. And, and it's not always um, planned. It's just, that was, that was just spontaneous. He, I left him hanging, I guess. And when he, when he tried to dap me up and he just jumps in my arms and, and, I mean, gosh darn, what 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 better passion and emotion and feeling? I mean, not just for him, for me. I, it was awesome. Yeah, he's he's got it. I tell you what, you have some one thing about your team too, great personalities. I mean, they're not just great players, fantastic personalities too. Got some, and even guys that some people think are really quiet are actually rather funny. You know, Demonte Williams is hilarious. You know, I mean, just one of the funniest guys around. So he is very true. We've <laughs> we've got a lot of charisma and a lot of moxie. That's uh, uh, that's it's what made it fun. You know, it's it's that's what this group was it was so fun to be about every day. There was no there was no Debbie Downers. You know, there was guys who were always up and had a smile and joking and. And and that's what the that's what the the public doesn't get to see is that that fun side. If you so you've got to coach Tyler here again for a few more times, and he might come. Who knows? He's, he could actually do another year if he wants. You know, um, uh, and so and I don't know if he's decided or what he's decided to do. But when you co- I coach my kids, I've coached my kids the high school mm-hmm. level, and it, it's di- I'm for my my biggest flaw maybe as a coach I probably have lots of them but maybe my biggest one is I'm so hard on my own kids I've always been so hard on them how do how does how do you guys go fight through that you know as father son and player coach yeah and I you know I think we've always handled that really well and and I you know I say this Brad I mean I'm, it, there's no greater feeling as a as 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 a coach and coach your son and you know I miss so much of, of my of, of his upbringing because I was never his coach. I never did do sports. I was, I was the unreliable dad because I was gone all the time. And, um, but uh, yeah, man, it's really cool to walk out every day. I dap him up, you know, what's up, you know, and, and then it's get on his ass, drive him, push him. Uh, and yet there was a tremendous amount of responsibility. Tyler, Tyler headed up our scout team and he took so much pride in making sure that, that uh, the guys he was with knew everything and, and they were out there an hour early with coaches going through opponent stuff. And, and uh, you know, Todd was a good player. Was he a high major player? Uh, probably not, but you know, at, at the lower levels, Tyler would have been a good player because he could really shoot. He could be an elite passer. And, uh, and yet uh, when he screwed up, you know, he, 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 he felt the wrath of coach Underwood and, uh, you know, we had the agreement a long time ago that that uh, what stayed in what happened in practice stayed in practice, and uh, you know, let's not forget that you know I'm married to your mom, so uh, you know I, I don't I don't need that in my life either. So it was awesome, Brad. I mean, it was it was it was one of the great uh, it'll be one of the great pleasures of, of of my coaching life is is being able to coach Tyler. Yeah, I, actually, I got on my daughter a little bit for not paying attention yesterday at practice, and <laughs> she goes home, and my wife says, do I need to call the principal and take care of that? Um, you know, so it's a, yeah. Yeah, you definitely don't want an unhappy mama, right? No mama bears are not good. <laughs> no question. No doubt about that. Yeah, it's it, so as we kind of, if you as you move forward, probably the craziest, I, this for me, 
covering recruiting and things like this. This is the craziest offseason I've ever seen. We've got 1,300 plus kids in the transfer portal. You've got kids who are decommitting, recommitting. I mean, you're trying to recruit 21 kids, 22 kids, 23 kids. It's it's insanity right now. I mean, are you just is your head just spinning right now? Yes, I because you know I go back and and 34 years now of being at, at the college level, and you know I go back to remembering the days when you know you signed two or three kids in the fall and you were done and you knew what your team was and 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 uh, you know we go back and there was all the years of making sure we had retention and, and graduates and gra kids graduating. And, um, you know, it, we, we spent so many years on, on all those, trying to improve all those numbers. And now just in one fell swoop, they're all gone. All that, all that has gone to waste. And um, it is very different. And, um, you know, I think every, every recruiting concept that we know, you have to throw it out. And it, it doesn't work anymore. And uh, you know, you've got 1,300 roughly. You've got 717 of them are upperclassmen. Uh, you know, and and you know, so graduation stuff becomes more challenging. Um, finding pieces that fit. Um, you know, so the one-time transfer situation is unique into itself. You know, you you know. Do you recruit freshmen knowing that they can transfer? Do you recruit transfers knowing that they can't transfer after that without sitting out? So it just becomes a it becomes a full menu. And I think, you know, that's the way I'm approaching it right now. It, it, it's a full menu. You've got to look at everything. And yet I know that in the Big Ten, it's really hard to win young. Uh, and yet you've got to try to figure out how you stay old. And my philosophy, Brad, since we've been here, is take high school kids and grow them and get them better. The Io DeSumos, um, you know, the Georgie Bishanich Phillies, the Kobe Coburns, the, the and this group of freshmen, and and to help them become better. Trent Frazier, Demonte Williams, help them become better players and grow your culture that way. Um, not sure you can do that anymore. Not and 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 yet, you know, I don't want to I don't want to sacrifice the culture piece. And uh, so, um, you know, we're all searching for that. I think, I don't think it's just me. I think it's the 353 division one coaches out there trying to figure it out. Yeah. Is, he, it, it, is it, does it make it harder? Like, you know, maybe to take a, a developmental player because you, you, by the time they're good, they may not, you know, by the time they're able to contribute, they may not want to be there anymore. You know, after no, three, no, it's, it's, it's all, it's all the things that you have to factor in. And, and uh, you know, I don't have the answers. I don't think anybody does. I think we're going to have to wait and see how certain things play out. And, um, you know, I think from a competitive standpoint, you know that you have to have some semblance of age and experience. Um, I think it becomes in some ways easier to take a transfer. Your, your, your analytics, your, you know, you know, you're getting a guy who's been in a hundred college practices. He's got real time game film, you know, in real games. Um, you know, so you've got, You've got that piece, you know, whereas a high school kid, you see him in an, you know, an AAU game without a lot of scouting or whatever it may be. And it, and that's different. Um, but um, so I, I don't know, Brad, I, I don't have the answer. I mean, I know we're going to continue to find the right character guys that fit our, our puzzle. And, um, you know, every, every option's open. 
you've got, um, you know, you kind of look at, and I know you signed one player in the fall, um, Luke Goody, right? And um, so you, 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 uh, we can't talk about any commitments you have here, but you signed one player in the fall. But as you look forward, it seems like, just from my perspective, you're trying to be a little bit more, add a little more length, maybe a little more athleticism to the team this yeah. year. Is that is that that accurate? Yeah, I think one of the things that we try to to, um, to 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 look at is, and obviously we we had a great idea coming in, Brad, that I O this would be his last campaign, that, that he wasn't. Uh, we had done everything we could do for I O, and he was going to go, and and yet I O's a six five perimeter guy, um, and um, you know, we were going to have to replace that with some size, and we needed to. And then you know, Demonte being a senior, even though Demonte's not real real tall, he's got great length. So you're looking at two pieces that uh, uh, we knew uh, we were going to have to replace. We needed size. We needed length, mm-hmm. um, uh, continued athleticism. And then the other piece of that was was shooting. And, uh, you know, the game is becoming so skilled and and so much about being able to shoot the basketball that it's 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 always been a priority. But we had to find some size who could who could shoot it. Uh, and we continue to, to look for those for those guys. And, and uh, obviously, it's something that uh, we addressed with Luke and we'll continue uh, with the guys that uh, we're recruiting now. Is it, of course, the I guess right now, you know, you, you never know. You, you have no idea really what your roster is going to look like in the fall. I mean, you're, you're sitting here like, you know, you got a few guys. But I mean, you, the big question guy is probably Kofi Coburn. Like what is because there's nobody like him in college basketball. I mean, he is, he's unique. So your whole system changes if Kofi's here, I think. And and then it's different if he's not, you know what I mean? So how does that, how do you go into this, you know, planning around, you know, Kofi? Yeah. I I think you, I think I've always done it from worst case scenario. I approached it that way last year. Um, Let's assume that he's gone. And, uh, and yet uh, we know what we have if he's back and, and for him, it's the, you know, it, it, it is, he's, you know, there's not a doubt in my mind. If, if Kofi does come back, he'll be the player year in college basketball. Um, he'll, he'll receive every national honor preseason that you could. He is very, very different. And it, and it could be dominant uh, as he continues in his journey to just keep growing, but there's no guarantee of that. And uh so, you know, you, you, you kind of plan for the worst. You have to recruit for the worst. Um, you know, I, I think I learned a lot last year, you know, really going into August, not knowing if Iowa right. and, and Kofi were coming back and what our team would look like. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll approach it from that way. And, and as, as, you know, we finally got some definitive dates from, from the NBA what what we look at and, and how we go about it but uh yeah you've kind of got to um approach this thing from the worst case scenario standpoint is it kind of and this is the different we talked about the differences here it's it's really hard to look like I, i've had you know we get subscribers say what's your asking this question asking this question, i'm like like where do you want the program to be as you go forward in five years and i'm thinking in my head we don't even know where we're going to be in a month or two months here it's really difficult to make those plans is it just is that where the culture just comes in? We got to build this culture and it's got to be that way. And then the guys will figure out as we go forward. Yeah, we're never going to sacrifice. And I, I say this all the time, character over characters. And, and I think you win with character. And, and uh, 
not everybody fits us. And, that, and that's no matter what you say or whoever says it or thinks, if they don't fit us from a character standpoint, we're not going to recruit them. And um, so we're not going to jeopardize that in any way, Brad. I think that's the one thing that, that we, we know we have to have. We've got to dig into it. We've got an elite academic institution that is, is, is top 15 public institution in America. Uh, and, and, and it's got a certain identity and we need that identity to be, um, to be valued in the, in the process that we take and the approach we take. So, uh, we look at that and, uh, uh, you're right. We don't know what it looks like in a month. We don't know what it looks like in a week, but, uh, the one thing we are going to, we are going to judge is, is guys that fit us and fit what we're, what we're going to hold, hold as a high esteem for our program. So as you kind of, I mean, Kofi's obviously very unique. I mean, he's a player who changes a game, you know, both ends of the floor just, and you, yep. you maybe have to defend differently when he's out there. You have, your offense needs to play differently when he's out there because, you know, he's so such a mass of humanity. Um, but how do you, I mean, how do you go into the, is there like an ideal situation? Like when you look at the future, like I want to build a team that has, you know, four guys who are six, seven, and then a, Six ten guy who can block shots or whatever. I mean, is there? Do you have an ideal situation that you put put together? You yeah, I want those guys who who aren't shooters. They're makers. They never <laughs> they they never miss. And and then they're 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 just pit bulls defensively. And I you know I, yeah I I mean I think the game is evolving and I think it's changing. I think we see that. I think um, Brad, look at the look at the Final Four, and 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 look how few post-ups there were in that game and yet we had the best post-up player in college basketball and we had uh you know we had the Kofi was number one in the country in in usage in ball screens uh we were fifth in the country in ball screens we're going to continue to to be a ball screen oriented team so we've got to have multiple handlers guys who can shoot it guys who uh uh have a skill set to play out there um you're, you're, you have a guy like Kofi. He's only as good as the perimeter guys he, as he has around him. Otherwise, that lane gets shrunk uh, with our rules and college basketball with help side. Um, so we're going to find guys that can create space. I love the four-out, one-in concept uh, defensively. Uh, you know, I, I, I love guys who can – you know, I think Coleman Hawkins in the future becomes a guy that's just an elite pick-and-pop guy, a guy who can play in short roles um and, and has such tremendous versatility as well uh but you know offensively we're going to find guys that are very skilled and can play in that four out one in defensively is where you may have to make some changes you know we were very unique uh in big trend style this year in terms of, of how we played because of kofi uh the way we guarded ball screens um and it made us very efficient i mean i think we were the fourth or fifth ranked defensive efficiency in the country so uh, you know, some of those, th some of those things, when you don't have Kofi, you got to tweak and, and we'll do that. Is that it, obviously having a guy like, uh, Andre Corbello running the show doesn't hurt anything either. Um, and obviously the knock on Bello, I mean, he's got the feel he doesn't, it's, it's the outside shot, but from what I've seen and I watching him play before, you know, before he came to campus and then, you know, just his sort he's a, in his form, he, he's a better shooter than 16 or 17% from three point range. What do you what do you think it's going to be for him? What do you think that next step is for him? Yeah, it, I, he's the one guy I don't worry about a second. 
Um, he'll be the best point guard in college basketball. He'll be one of the, the um, he'll be a much, much improved shooter. It's confidence. It's, it's knowing that, uh, you know, he's got the, um, he's got great form. He's got great touch in high school, Brad, he didn't have to shoot. You know, he got the ball where he wanted it. He, he was, he was that guy. He's still a little bit like that, but I don't think there's any doubt. He'll be an upper, you know, a, a mid to upper thirties percent guy from three. Uh, he shot it much better late in the year than he did, than he did early. And that's just confidence and comfort. And uh, that, that comes along with, you know, not being a freshman, going to be a sophomore. So uh, he's terrific. And, we all know he's the best passer in college basketball. Is there a, so, you know, Bello is obviously, you know, you're, you're pretty solid at that position. And then, you know, you look at your guard play. One, one guy that we haven't really seen much of that you've seen a lot of, we saw a little bit in practice when he sat out was Austin Hutcherson. Um, coming back from healthy, you know, I see his Instagram videos and he's looking directly at the rim and, you know, things like that. He's six, six, 42 inch vertical leap. And, you know, and from what I've seen and, so talking to people, he's one of the best shooters you have, perhaps the best shooter on the team. Are you excited to get him back in on campus and kind of working out with you? Oh, there's no doubt. Um, you know, not only a, a, a great shooter, but, he, you know, he's got a great ball. He's got great ball skills. You know, he, uh, he he's played some point. He's played on the ball. He's a guy you can play in ball screens. Uh, he's a He's a really good finisher, you know, Again, you're talking about a guy that that athletically um, is superior to most. You know, in terms of that size, of six six. He's got, you know, six eleven wingspan. He's long, and a guy that, um, you know, is much more than a guy that you set in the corner and just let him shoot threes. Although he does that very well as well. So, um, but but uh, I, I think where he can be unbelievable, Brad, is 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 a two way player on the defensive side. He's a guy that matched up a lot uh, when he was on the scout team sitting out against Io, and um, he, he's a, he's a really really good defender. So we need him healthy. I think that was the important thing. He had a, he had a serious back injury, uh, and he's he's been home recovering and and really excited for what the future holds for for, for Hutch. I think he's going to be a outstanding player and and a guy that uh, uh, could be a newcomer of the year and in, in the country type guy. So, you know, I, I don't want to keep you too long, but I do have to wrap up. I have to get to the important questions now. You know, last yeah. year at this time, you decided to use the pandemic to to drop, what, did you lose 40 pounds? Um, I, got, I, got, I got to 50. And and this was, this was hard to do now, Brad, because I went the entire month of February. You know I love a good glass of wine or two. And I went the entire month of February trying to get to the 50 pounds so I didn't have a glass of wine and that was, that was hard. And then, and then we went to the, we went to the bubble. We went to the big 10 tournament and all hell just broke loose there because uh, I, I mean, I'm eating, I'm eating with the players. I'm, you know, we're stuck inside. I can't walk like I normally do. And, and so I gained six back, but um, yeah, I'm on that mission to get back. But my red wine, my, my red wine is back. 
<laughs> that's the important thing. You gotta have that yeah. as you go. So is there a so I see you've got your cup there. Is that is that you got Starbucks in there or is that I don't your... I don't today. Today I've got an iced tea. I do my coffees in the morning. Now I'm on now I'm on the uh now I'm on the iced teas. Actually the Arnold Palmers to be truthful. There you go. That's and crazy. uh but yeah, we'll uh, we've 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 become uh, a, a coffee in the morning iced tea guy in the afternoon is there a, so is there a set order when you go to starbucks do you just pull up and they give you the order or does it change no i'm i'm it, it's really unfortunate that when i pull up they know come on around coach we got you <laughs> and and it, it's it, it's 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 always what's bad is it's like no matter who works knows it so you know it's it's the trend to iced coffee couple pumps of classic and off we go and we've we've, we've been able to lower the amounts of artificial sweeteners in there over the over the years that's good this progress it's just progress and yeah so it, it, hey before we came on we were talking about you know the change you know, we had the pandemic you were just telling me about how different it is you guys were in that bubble basically from august through only everybody you saw was a daily tester from august until the end of the season and you know now you get to actually go out to a grocery store now. So it, it, how 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 cool is that? When are you going to get out on the golf course too? By the way, it, that's coming. That's coming. We get it. We get a little sunshine. It could be this weekend. <laughs> um, we got a little Masters going on. We got a little feel uh, of golf getting you know getting uh, excited about that. But no, I missed Brad. I'm, I'm telling you, the hardest thing for me. I I love walking out of State Farm Center of the tunnel and hearing the crowd and, and seeing the orange crush. And I'm so sad that our fans and, and everybody didn't get to enjoy this team and, and, and be around them. But, um, you know, I made a decision. I wasn't going to do anything that could jeopardize me getting positive one. I didn't want it, but our team. Uh, so I didn't meet with anybody uh, that wasn't in everyday testing. So the other day was the first time I'd actually gone to harvest market in a year. And it was literally, it was literally a year. And, uh, you know, it was pretty cool just to walk in and salad bar still there and get, get my <laughs> soup and say hi to everybody. And, you know, actually, you know, I mean, I like Orlando and Jen and Chin and, and Zach and, you know, DB's not worth the time of day, but you know, it, it's, it's still, I get tired of seeing those guys all the time. It was actually good to see some fresh faces. See somebody there and not through a computer screen. True. Yeah. I'm about, I will tell you, I'm all zoomed out right now. I mean, I'm doing zooms all the time and I'm, I'm zoomed out. I don't know about you. Same thing. We, we, we do multiple zooms a day in, in the recruiting game right now. And, and, and it is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to, to, to get back out and figure out how we're going to do this and when that happens. But most importantly, it's, it's, it's almost like a breath of fresh air to see somebody and, and get back out a little bit. So if you, so when you do all your walks and you do your walks here, I got to ask one question besides sturdy for 30, what are you listening to on your, what, what podcasts or music you listen to on your walks? It's I'm all over the place. Depends a little bit on the day. Uh, I haven't walked yet today because of the rain. Uh, yesterday was straight phone calls. It was all business related phone calls. Um, I'm a, I'm a big country music fan. So I've always got some country music. My podcasts are are all over the place. I, it depends, kind of on the on the on the mood. I, I 
sturdy for thirty, and then thirty sturdy for thirty actually is 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 obviously right up there at the top. Um, you know, I like it's getting close to baseball season. I was listening to a podcast, you know, on my Kansas City Royals the other day. Um, you know, and, and so it varies. I, but I don't have a real set one other than sturdy for thirty, and and. Um, you know, DB will send me one every now and then I'll listen to. So I'm kind of a hodgepodge of the, of the, you know, if you, if you've got good podcasts that you think are something I would be inter interested in, just go ahead and send them to me. But, uh, um, they're always, uh, they're always, there's always something going on in the, in the headphones when I walk. <laughs> keeps, you, keeps you occupied. Right. So, all right. Well, Hey, thanks coach. I appreciate you coming on with me today. Uh, we're really excited about the the way the program's gone in the last four years. I know. And I know you are, and we're excited to see this crazy time period and get to July 9th and see what the roster looks like as we get, get ready to go. You and me both. You and me, I can't <laughs> wait to see what it looks like in July, but uh, no, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Brad. And uh, look forward to seeing you in person soon. Yeah. Hope so. Hope so. Thanks, Coach. 30 for 30. Thanks, Coach Underwood, for coming on. Really appreciate it.